Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitana Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhaktarinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitana Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhaktarinda Jaya Jaya Shri Chaitana Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhaktarinda <coughs> Om Agyana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam Jaina, Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha, Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtan, Stavitam Jaina Bhutale, Swayan Rupa Karamayan, Drati Swaparantikam. <coughs> Nama Om Vishnu Vidaya, Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhaktivedanta, Swaminiti Namine, Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine <coughs> Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschati Deshatarine Jashi Krishna Chaitana Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare. So we're continuing the reading from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, Chapter 7, Lord Chaitanya and Five Features, and we're picking up on text 92. My dear child, continue dancing, chanting, and performing Sankirtan in association with devotees. Furthermore, go out and preach the value of chanting Krishna Nam, for by this process you will be able to deliver all fallen souls. Srila <coughs> Prabhupada's purport. It is another ambition of the spiritual master to see his disciples not only chant, dance, and follow the regulative principles but also preach the Sankirtan movement to others in order to deliver them. For the Krishna consciousness movement is based on the principle that one should become as perfect as possible in devotional service oneself and also preach the cult for others' benefit. There are two classes of unalloyed devotees namely Gostyanandis and Bhajananandis. Bhajananandis refer to one who is satisfied to cultivate devotional service for himself. And Gostyanandi is one who is not satisfied simply to become perfect himself, but wants to see others also take advantage of the holy name of the Lord and advance in spiritual life. The outstanding example is Prahlad Maharaj. When he was offered a benediction by Lord Nursingadev, Prahlad Maharaj said, Naivudvijepada duratyaya vaitaranyas so My dear Lord, I have no problems and want no benediction from you because I'm quite satisfied to chant your holy name. This is sufficient for me, because whenever I chant, I immediately merge in an ocean of transcendental bliss. I only lament to see others bereft of your love. They are rotting in material activities for transient material pleasure and spoiling their lives, toiling all day and night, simply for sense gratification, with no attachment for love of Godhead. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
I'm simply lamenting for them and devising various plans to deliver them from the clutches of Maya. That's from Srimad Bhagavatam 7.943. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur explains in his Anubhasya, a person who has attracted the attention of the spiritual master by his sincere service likes to dance and chant with similarly developed Krishna conscious devotees. The spiritual master authorizes such a devotee to deliver fallen souls in all parts of the world. Those who are not advanced prefer to chant the Hare Krishna mantra in a solitary place. Such activities constitute in the language of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, a type of cheating process in the sense that they imitate the activities of exalted personalities like Haridas Thakur. One should not attempt to imitate such exalted devotees. Rather, everyone should endeavor to preach the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in all parts of the world and thus become successful in spiritual life. One who is not very expert in preaching may chant in a secluded place, avoiding bad association, but for one who is actually advanced, Preaching and meeting people who are not engaged in devotional service are not disadvantages. A devotee gives the non-devotees his association, but is not affected by their misbehavior. Thus, by the activities of a pure devotee, even those who are bereft of love of Godhead get a chance to become devotees of the Lord one day. In this connection, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur advises that one discuss the verse in Srimad Bhagavatam beginning Naitad Samacharej Jadu Manasapi. Hyani Vishvaraha, 10.33.30. And following verse in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 1.2.255. Anasaktasya Vishayan, Yatarhan Upayunjata. Nirbanda Krishna Sambande, Yuktam Vairagyam Uchate. One should not imitate the activities of great personalities. One should be detached from material enjoyment and should accept everything in connection with Krishna's service. Text 93. Saying this, my spiritual master taught me a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the essence of all the Bhagavatam's instructions. Therefore, he recited this verse again and again. This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.240 was spoken by Sri Narada Muni to Vasudev to teach him about Bhagavat Dharma. Vasudeva had already achieved the result of Bhagavat Dharma because Lord Krishna appeared in his house as his son. Yet, in order to teach others, he desired to hear from Sri Narada Muni to be enlightened in the process of Bhagavat Dharma. This is the humbleness of a great devotee. When a person is actually advanced and takes pleasure in chanting the holy name of the Lord, who is very dear to him, he is agitated and loudly chants the holy name. 
He also laughs, cries, becomes agitated, and chants, just like a madman, not caring for outsiders. So that's text 94. Text 95 through 96. I firmly believe in these words of my spiritual master, and therefore I always chant the holy name of the Lord alone and in the association of devotees. That holy name of Lord Krishna sometimes causes me to chant and dance, and therefore I chant and dance. Please do not think that I intentionally do it. I do it automatically. Srila Prabhupada's purport. A person who cannot keep his faith in the words of his spiritual master, but acts independently, never receives the authority to chant the holy name of the Lord. It is said in the Vedas, Svetasvatara Upanishad 6.23, Yasya Devi Parabhaktir Yata Devi Tathagadao Tasyayate Katitathyaharita Prakashante Mahatmanaha only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. This Vedic injunction is very important, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu supported it by his personal behavior. Believing in the words of his spiritual master, he introduced the Sankirtan movement just as the present Krishna consciousness movement was started with belief in the words of our spiritual master. He wanted to preach. We believed in his words and tried somehow or other to fulfill them. And now this movement has become successful all over the world. Therefore, faith in the words of the spiritual master and in the supreme personality of Godhead is the secret of success. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never disobeyed the orders of his spiritual master and stopped propagating the Sankirtan movement. Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami, at the time of his passing away, ordered all his disciples to work conjointly to preach the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu all over the world. Later, however, some self-interested, foolish disciples disobeyed his orders. Each one of them wanted to become head of the mission, and they fought in the courts, neglecting the order of the spiritual master, and the entire mission was defeated. We're not proud of this, however. The truth must be explained. We believed in the words of our spiritual master and started in a humble way, in a helpless way. But due to the spiritual force of the order of the supreme authority, this movement has become successful. It is to be understood that when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chanted and danced, he did so by the influence of the pleasure potency of the spiritual world. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never considered the holy name of the Lord to be a material vibration, nor does any pure devotee mistake the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra to be a material musical manifestation. Lord Chaitanya never tried to be the master of the holy name. Rather, he taught us how to be servant of the holy name. If one chants the holy name of the Lord just to make a show, not knowing the secret of success, he may increase 
his bile secretion, but he will never attain perfection in chanting the holy name. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu presented himself in this way. I am a great fool and do not have knowledge of right and wrong. In order to understand the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutra, I never followed the explanation of Shankar, Sampradaya, or Mayavadi sannyasis. I'm very much afraid of the illogical arguments of the Mayavadi philosophers. Therefore, I think I have no authority regarding their explanations of the Vedanta Sutra. I firmly believe that simply chanting the holy name of the Lord can remove all misconceptions of the material world. I believe that simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, one can attain the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. In this age of quarrel and disagreement, the chanting of the holy names is the only way to liberation from material clutches. By chanting the holy name, Lord Chaitanya continued, I become almost mad. However, after inquiring from my spiritual master, I have come to the conclusion that instead of striving for achievement in the four principles of religiosity, dharma, economic development, artha, sense gratification, kama, and liberation, moksha, it is better if somehow or other one develops transcendental love of Godhead. That is the greatest success in life. One who has attained love of Godhead chants and dances by his nature, not caring for the public. This stage of life is known as Bhagavat Jivana, or the life of a pure devotee. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, I never chanted and danced, to make an artificial show. I dance and chant because I firmly believe in the words of my spiritual master. Although the Mayavadi philosophers do not like this chanting and dancing, I nevertheless perform it on the strength of his words. Therefore, it is to be concluded that I deserve very, very little credit for these activities of chanting and dancing, for they are being done automatically by the grace of the personality of Godhead. Text 97. Compared to the ocean of transcendental bliss that one tastes by chanting of Hare Krishna mantra, the pleasure derived from impersonal Brahman realization, Brahmananda, is like the shallow water in a canal. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1.138, it is stated, Brahmanando Bhaved Esha Chitpararda Guni Krita Naiti Bhakti Sukambode Parmano Tulam Api. If Brahmananda, the transcendental bliss derived from understanding impersonal Brahman, were multiplied a million times, such a quantity of Brahmananda could not compare with even an atomic portion of the pleasure relished in pure devotional service. Text 98. My dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have directly seen you, 
My transcendental bliss has taken the shape of a great ocean. Being situated on that ocean, I now realize all other so-called happiness to be like the water contained in the hoof print of a calf. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The transcendental bliss enjoyed in pure devotional service is like an ocean, whereas material happiness and even the happiness of demigods. Let's see. Let's start that again. The transcendental bliss enjoyed in pure devotional service is like an ocean, whereas material happiness and even happiness to be derived from the realization of impersonal Brahman are just like the water in the hoof print of a calf. This is a verse from Hari Bhakti Sudodaya 14.36, text 99. After hearing Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the Mayavadi sannyasis were moved. Their minds changed, and thus they spoke with pleasing words. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The Mayavadi sannyasis met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Varanasi to criticize the Lord regarding his participation in the Sankirtan movement, which they did not like. This demonic nature of opposition to the Sankirtan movement perpetually exists. As it existed in the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, similarly, it existed long before that, even in the time of Prahlad Maharaj. He used to chant in Sankirtan although his father did not like it, and that was the reason for the misunderstanding between the father and son. So here there's a quote from uh, Bhagavad Gita 7.15. The Lord says, Namam discritino mudha prapadyante naradama Mayaya paritya jnana asuram bhavam asrita. Those miscreants who are grossly foolish, who are lowest among mankind, whose knowledge is stolen by illusion, and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons, do not surrender unto me. The Mayavadi sannyasis are asuram bhavam asrita. And that means that they have taken the path of the asuras, demons, who do not believe in the existence of the form of the Lord. The my bodies say that the ultimate source of everything is impersonal. And in this way, they deny the existence of God. Saying that there is no God is direct denial of God and saying that God exists but has no head, legs, or hands and cannot speak, hear, or eat is a negative way of denying his existence. A person who cannot see is called blind. One who cannot walk is called lame. One who has no hands is called helpless. One who cannot speak is called dumb. And one who cannot hear is called deaf. The Mayavadi's proposition that God has no legs, no eyes, no ears, and no hands is an indirect way of insulting him by defining him as blind, deaf, dumb, lame, helpless, etc. 
Therefore, although they present themselves as great Vedantists, they are factually Mayaya Paritagyana. In other words, they seem to be very learned scholars, but the essence of their knowledge has been taken away. Impersonalist Mayavadis always try to defy Vaishnavas because Vaishnavas accept the Supreme Personality as the Supreme and want to serve him, talk with him, and see him. Just as the Lord is also to eager to see his devotees and talk, eat, and dance with them. These personal exchanges of love do not appeal to the Mayavadi sannyasis. Therefore, the original purpose of the Mayavadi sannyasis in Banares in meeting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was to defeat his personal conception of God. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, however, as a preacher, turned the minds of the Mayavadi sannyasis. They were melted by the sweet words of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and thus became friendly and spoke to him also in sweet words. Similarly, all preachers will have to meet opponents, but they should not make them more inimical. They are already enemies, and if we talk with them harshly or impolitely, their enmity will merely increase. We should therefore follow in the footsteps of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as far as possible. and try to convince the opposition by quoting from the Shastras and presenting the conclusion of the Acharyas. It is in this way that we should try to defeat all the enemies of the Lord. Text 100. Dear Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what you have said is all true. Only one who is favored by fortune attains love of Godhead. This is Srila Prabhupada's purport. One who is actually very fortunate can begin Krishna consciousness, as stated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Srila Rupa Goswami. Brahmanda Brahmite Kong Bhagyavan Jeeva. Guru Krishna Prasadi Paya Bhakti Lata Bija. That's from Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila 19, text 151. There are millions of living entities who have become conditioned by the laws of material nature. And they are wandering throughout the planetary systems of this universe. It says they're wandering throughout the universe in different bodily forms. Among them, one who is fortunate meets a bona fide spiritual master by the grace of Krishna and comes to understand the meaning of devotional service. By discharging devotional service under the direction of the bona fide spiritual master or acharya, he develops love of Godhead. One whose love of Godhead, Krishna Prema, is awakened and who thus becomes a devotee of the inconceivable Supreme Personality of Godhead is to be considered extremely fortunate. The Mayavadi sannyasis admitted this fact to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It is not easy for one to become a Krishna conscious person, but by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it can be possible and will be proven in the course of this narration. Text 
text 101. Dear sir, there is no objection to your being a great devotee. Uh, everyone is satisfied with this, but why do you avoid discussion on the Vedanta Sutra? What is the fault in it? Srila Prabhupada's purport. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur comments in this connection. My body sannyasis accept that the commentary by Sri Shankar Acharya, known as Shariraka Basya, gives the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutra. In other words, Mayavadi sannyasis accept the meanings expressed in the explanations of the Vedanta Sutra by Shankar Acharya, which are based on monism. Thus, they explain the Vedanta Sutra, the Upanishads, and all such Vedic literatures in their own impersonal way. The great Mayavadi Sannyasi, Sarananda Yogindra, has written a book known as Vedanta Sara, in which he writes Vedanta Nama Upanishad Pramanam. Tad upakarini sadirakas sutradinicha. According to Sadananda Yogendra, the Vedanta Sutra and Upanishads, as presented by Sri Shankar Acharya in his Shariraka Basya commentary, are the only sources of Vedic evidence. Actually, however, Vedanta refers to the essence of Vedic knowledge and it is not a fact that there is nothing more than Shankaracharya's Shadudaka Basya. There are other Vedanta commentaries written by Vaishnavacharyas, none of whom follow Sri Shankaracharya to accept the imaginative commentary of his school. Their commentaries are based on the philosophy of duality. Monist philosophers like Shankaracharya and his followers want to establish that God and the living entity are one and instead of worshiping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they present themselves as God. They want to be worshipped as God by others. Such persons do not accept the philosophies, philosophies of the Vaishnavacharyas, which are known as Shuddha-dvaita, purified monism, Shuddha-dvaita, purified dualism. Vishista uh, Dvaita, specific monism. Dvaita Dvaita, monism and dualism. And Achintya Veda Veda, inconceivable oneness and difference. My bodies do not discuss these philosophies for they are firmly convinced of their own philosophy of Kevaladvaita, exclusive monism. Accepting this system of philosophy as the pure understanding of the Vedanta Sutra, they believe that Krishna has a body made of material elements and that the activities of loving service to Krishna are sentimentality. They are known as my bodies because, according to their opinion, Krishna has a body made of maya and the loving service of the Lord executed by devotees is also maya. They consider such devotional service to be an aspect of fruit of activities, karmakanda. 
According to their view, bhakti consists of mental speculation or sometimes meditation. This is the difference between the Mayavadi and Vaishnava philosophies. Text 102. After hearing the Mayavadi sannyasis speak in that way, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu smiled slightly and said, My dear sirs, if you don't mind, I can say something to you regarding Vedanta philosophy. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The Mayavadi sannyasis, appreciating Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, inquired from him why he did not discuss Vedanta philosophy. Actually, however, the entire system of Vaishnava activities is based on Vedanta philosophy. Vaishnavas do not neglect Vedanta, but they do not care to understand Vedanta on the basis of the Shariraka Vasya commentary. Therefore, to clarify the situation, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with the permission of the Mayavadi sannyasis, wanted to speak regarding Vedanta philosophy. The Vaishnavas are by far the greatest philosophers in the world, and the greatest among them was Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhu, whose philosophy was again presented less than 400 years later by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Maharaj. Therefore, one must <clears throat> know very well that Vaishnava philosophers are not sentimentalists or cheap devotees like the Sahajiyas. All the Vaishnava Acharyas were vastly learned scholars who understood Vedanta philosophy fully. For unless one knows Vedanta philosophy, he cannot be an Acharya. To be accepted as an Acharya among Indian transcendentalists who follow the Vedic principles, one must become a vastly learned scholar in Vedanta philosophy, either by studying it or hearing it. Bhakti develops in pursuance of Vedanta philosophy. This is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.12. Tachradarana munayo jnana vairagya yuktaya pasyantyadmani chadanam bhakti shruta grihitaya. The words bhaktya shruta grihitaya in this verse are very important for. They indicate that bhakti must be based upon the philosophy of the Upanishads and Vedanta Sutra. Srila Rupa Goswami said, Shruti Smriti Pranadi Pancharatra Vidina Aikantiki Harir Bhaktir Utpatayai Vikalpate Devotional service performed without reference to the Vedas, Puranas, Pancharatras, etc. must be considered sentimentalism, and it causes nothing but disturbance to society. There are different grades of Vaishnavas, Kanishta Adhikari, Madhyama Adhikari, and Uttama Adhikari. But to a Madhyama Adhikari preacher, one must be a learned scholar in the Vedanta Sutra and other Vedic literatures. Because when Bhakti Yoga develops on the basis of Vedanta philosophy, it is factual and steady. In this connection, we may quote 
the translation and purport of the verse mentioned above. Bhagavatam 1 to 12. The seriously inquisitive student or sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. This is Srila Prabhupada's report. The absolute truth is realized in full by the process of devotional service to the Lord Vasudev, or the personality of Godhead, who is the full-fledged absolute truth. Brahman is his transcendental bodily effulgence, and Paramatma is his partial representation. As such, Brahman, or Paramatma realization of the absolute truth, is but a partial realization. There are four different types of human beings, the karmis, the jnanis, the yogis, and the devotees. The karmis are materialistic, whereas the other three are transcendental. The first class transcendentalists are the devotees who have realized the Supreme Person. The second class transcendentalists are those who have partially realized the plenary portion of the Absolute Person. And the third class transcendentalists are those who have barely realized the spiritual focus of the Absolute Person. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures, the Supreme Person is realized by devotional service, which is backed by full knowledge and detachment from material association. We have already discussed the point that devotional service is followed by knowledge and detachment from material association. As Brahman and Paramatma realization are imperfect realizations of the absolute truth, so the means of realizing Brahman and Paramatma, that is, the paths of jnana and yoga, are also imperfect means of realizing the absolute truth. Devotional service, which is based on the foreground of full knowledge, combined with detachment from material association, and which is fixed by dint of the oral reception of the Vedic Shruti, is the only perfect method by which the seriously inquisitive student can realize the absolute truth. Devotional service is not therefore meant for the less intelligent class of transcendentalists. There are three classes of devotees, namely first, second, and third class. The third class devotees, or the neophytes who have no knowledge, are not detached from material association, but who are simply attracted by the preliminary process of worshiping the Supreme in the deity in the temple are called material devotees. Material devotees are more attached to material benefit than transcendental profit. Therefore, one has to make definite progress from the position of material devotional service to the second class devotional position. In the second class position, the devotee can see four principles in the devotional line, namely the personality of Godhead, his devotees, the ignorant, and the envious. One has to raise himself 
at least to the stage of a second-class devotee, and thus become eligible to know the absolute truth. A third-class devotee, therefore, has to receive the instructions of devotional service from the authoritative sources of Bhagavad. The number one Bhagavad is the established personality of devotee, and the other Bhagavad is the message of Godhead. The third-class devotee, therefore, has to go to the personality of devotee in order to learn the instructions of devotional service. Such a personality of devotee is not a professional man who earns his livelihood by the business of the Bhagavatam. Such a devotee must be a representative of Shukadeva Goswami. Like Sutta Goswami and these or Goswamis for the benefit of his progress. Without hearing such literatures, one cannot make actual progress. And without hearing and following the instructions, the show of devotional service becomes worthless and therefore a sort of disturbance in the path of devotional service. Unless, therefore, devotional service is established on the principles of Shruti, Smriti, Purana, and Pancharatra authorities, the make show of devotional service should at once be rejected. An unauthorized devotee should never be recognized as a pure devotee. By assimilation of such messages from the Vedic literatures, one can see the all-pervading localized aspect of the personality of Godhead within his own self constantly. This is called samadhi. Text 103. Hearing this, the Mayavadi sannyasis became somewhat humble and addressed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Narayan himself, who they all agreed he was. Shiva Prabhupada's purport. Mayavadi sannyasis address each other as Narayan. Whenever they see another sannyasi, they offer him respect by calling Om Namo Narayanaya. I offer my respect unto you, Narayan. Although they know perfectly well what kind of Narayan he is. Narayan has four hands, but although they are puffed up with the idea of being Narayan, they cannot exhibit more than two. Since their philosophy declares that Narayan and an ordinary human being are on the same level, let's see. Some, since their philosophies declare that Narayan and an ordinary human being are on the same level, they sometimes use the term Daridra Narayana, poor Narayana, which was invented by a so-called Swami who did not know anything about Vedanta philosophy. Therefore, although all these Mayavadi sannyasis who called themselves Narayan were actually unaware of the position of Narayan due to their austerities. And due to their austerities, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enabled them <clears throat> to understand him to be Narayan himself. 
Lord Chaitanya is certainly the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayan, appearing as a devotee of Narayan. And thus, the Mayavadi sannyasis understanding that he was directly Narayan himself, whereas they were false, puffed-up Narayanas, spoke to him as follows. Text 104. Dear Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they said, <clears throat> to tell you the truth, we are greatly pleased to hear your words. And furthermore, your bodily features are so pleasing that we feel extraordinary satisfaction in seeing you. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In the Shastras, it is said, Atashi Krishna Namadi Nabhaved Grayam Indriyai Sevan Mukhe Hi Jivado Swayam Evas Bharatyada. With one's materially contaminated senses, one cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his name, form, qualities, or paraphernalia. But if one renders service unto him, the Lord <coughs> reveals himself. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 12234. Here one can see the effect of the Mayavadi sannyasi's service toward Narayan. Because the Mayavadis offered a little respect to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and because they were pious and actually followed the austere rules and regulations of sannyas, they had some understanding of Vedanta philosophy. And by the grace of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they could appreciate that he was none other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was endowed with all six opulences. One of these opulences is his beauty. By his extraordinarily beautiful bodily features, the Mayavadi sannyasis recognized Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Narayan himself. He was not a farcical Narayan like the Daridra Narayans invented by so-called sannyasis. Text 105. Dear sir, by your influence, our minds are greatly satisfied, and we believe that your words will never be unreasonable. Therefore, you may speak on the Vedanta Sutras. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In this verse, the words Tomara Prabhave, your influence, are very important. Unless one is spiritually advanced, he cannot influence an audience. Bhaktivinoda Thakur has sung, Shudabhakata Charanarenu Bhajanaanu Kula. Unless one associates with a pure devotee, he cannot be influenced to understand devotional service. These Mayabhadi sannyasis were fortunate enough to meet the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of a devotee. And certainly they were greatly influenced by the Lord. They knew that since a perfectly advanced spiritualist never says anything false, all his words are reasonable and agree with Vedic version. A highly realized person never says anything that has no meaning. Mayavadi philosophers claim to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and this has no meaning. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never uttered such nonsense. The Mayavadi sannyasis were convinced about his personality and therefore they wanted to hear the purport of Vedanta philosophy from him. So um, I'm going to stop here since the next text has a really long purport.
So we can see that the um, devotee actually, by studying Srila Prabhupada's books, is educated in the Upanishads and the Vedanta Sutra and other literatures of the Goswamis. And and that's how they, the devotees, Vaishnavas, are uh, making progress. They hear these literatures, chanting the holy names. And um, it's not just a, um, you know, sentimental show of a devotional service like at first the my bodies were considering, you know, this is sentimental, but um, actually everything is established on the principles of Shruti, Shmriti, Purana, and Pancharatra authorities. And this is everything that Prabhupada wove into his purports, you know, these different literatures and the um, philosophy. And then uh, Prabhupada explained, by assimilation of such messages from the Vedic literatures, one can see the all-pervading localized aspect of the personality of Godhead within his own self constantly. This is called samadhi. So this is how the Vaishnavas uh, gradually attained samadhi. He was, he was taking out from all of what the acharyas are presenting and putting it into these purports, ecstatic purports, to uh, help us understand the highest understanding of uh, philosophy that exists. Philosophy that's not just, you know, based on atheism. <laughs> that's not really philosophy. Philosophy actually really means what this knowledge that's based on the absolute truth. So that's actual philosophy. Jai, so all glories to Srila Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami, all glories to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his five features from this Adi Lila, chapter 7, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and all his representatives, all glories to their lordships for blessing us with the opportunity to study Srila Prabhupada's books. And all glories to the Purushottam Mas. <laughs> Hare Krishna. All glories to all the Vaishnavas. such a nice chapter they're, they're, we used to distribute it in a small book it was in the form of a small book yeah that was in that case there thanks for me and uh, it was called Lord Chaitanya and Five Features the book and we used to distribute that I, I wish they still had that it was like a you know uh, in, the, in the early days when a chapter would come out and they would um transcribe it. Sometimes, even for the Bhagavatam, they would print it as a small book. Just the, some of the chapters, like some of the chapters from uh, the um, <coughs> earlier cantos from the Bhagavatam also, they did like that. I, I read that on Prabhupada's Lilamrita. I read that Prabhupada used to say, why you have to make the whole thing, just print whatever I give you. Just make it to the smallest yeah. So they did like that for a while. <laughs> so this was one of those chapters that they they did. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes in this back cupboard here, Prabhu. Oh, this one goes in? Yeah.